Guess who? And guess what? Footy Prime is launching a gin, and we're having a party to celebrate. Thursday, June 6th, join the whole FP crew for Footy Prime's one-night stand at Nickel Nine Distillery in Toronto. Come celebrate Footy Prime's one-ball gin with Nickel Nine Distillery mixologists on hand, Charmin's proper pies, meet and greet and photo ops with your favorite primers, and a live Atska's Almost Anything podcast. Footy Prime's one-night stand, June 6th at 7 p.m. till when we kick you out. Tickets at eventbrite.ca. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty. It's time to get this body started With Danny, Jimmy, Craig, Donner, Jimmy, JC All we know and all we talk about is booty, booty It's time to get this body started tonight You're listening to This Just In on Footy Prime Your almost daily footy fix So there was football this weekend, thankfully And some some pretty good games, some good news stories Another record-setting weekend for Erling Haaland my God, he scores yet again. The guy is just on fire right now. A beautiful red card in that game as well. The youngest ever Premier League player as well for Arsenal today, which is really, really interesting. 15 years of age. It's just ridiculous. Um, we'll get to all that with myself, James Sharman, Craig Forrest, Dan Wong, Jimmy Brennan will be joining us, we hope, very shortly. Um, but let's start with, we'll be covering this all week, everyone, but um, Canada's squad for the upcoming friendlies was announced on Friday. Craig, nothing too surprising there. Atiba, he's still out. He hasn't played a minute this season at Besiktas with a, a bone bruise in his foot. Now, John Herbin says mm. that uh, he won't be back until the end of October. Ding, 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 ding. Flags, raise flags. So you're a bit nervous about that? Bone bruises can be a cutting real it. bitch. Uh, cutting it tight, isn't it, too? Fitness, game fitness, sharpness. Hmm. Not, not a good idea. It's Atiba. Regardless, you, you pick him just for the influence he has, I would think. Well, if you think he can play minutes, or if you're up there, let's you. If you think he's, is he that influential that you pick him that you know that he's really potentially or most likely not going to play? Can you afford that? I'm not sure we can. Given, given though, Craig, the central midfield picture for Canada um, and the players that are playing big minutes for their clubs, is it too controversial to suggest that he might be fighting for a starting spot anyway? Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think if a fit Atiba starts, I, that's, that's what I think, but... We're at a point now where a 37-year-old, 38-year-old in center of mm-hmm. midfield um, is really competing with some young players, dynamic players in that position. Absolutely. And, and Absolutely. I think in most teams in the world, most clubs, most, most countries, he would be competing as opposed to being given that automatic spot. And, and he knows that. 
John Herman knows that. And I mean, he's, he's an incredible specimen, right? So even a team that hasn't played or kicked a ball for, for months, probably unlike a lot of players would jump back into game shape pretty quickly. I, I would think. Mm. Yeah. Except that, you know, you got to think of the teams they are going to play and the pace that they play at or potentially could play at, you know, does he have it to do that end to end when he's not a hundred percent? I don't know. I don't know, but you're right. At least uh, it's a, it's a problem for John Herman, but it's a good problem in a way because they, like you say, they're very strong and in that position, I think he's got a lot of, a lot of choices to make. And look at Tejon Buchanan. He's injured at the moment. They go on in, in Champions League and beat Porto, Club Buga, with 4-0. Kyle Lahren's on the bench there. He can't get minutes, and they're playing really well. And how are they going to get minutes? He started on the bench this weekend again, Kyle Lahren. Tejon's not playing. So it could be a case of you nobody know, comes back. Does he get back in the team? And, you know, we need players playing every minute they can leading up to it with uh, some momentum as well. So there's a couple of question marks, but we expect Oso's it. hurt. And no, Oso's hurt. Oso's yeah. got that head injury or whatever it is, which can be nagging. That's the thing about those things. You, they can, you know, a, a, a airplane flight 15 hours over to Qatar, all of a mm-hmm. sudden you're like those, those concussion slash head injuries things, mm-hmm. they can have – all that kind of pressure has a lot of effect on that. That's uh, that's what's interesting to me is the injuries for Canada more than because these guys are stalwarts on the team. They're not just, you know, you just name three guys who were essential for them to come first in CONCACAF. Essential. Yeah. And, and with Oso, obviously, two games left in the season, uh, there's going to be some time in here as well in between time where he's not going to be playing competitive matches. Do you think he hits the beers hard as soon as the season's over with the World Cup? Hey, no. I'm done. I'm no, done but, no, but you just, you know, when you're not, you're not continually playing and you're right up to that World Cup and slide in them with some match fitness and sharpness. That's what I'm talking about. Of course, he's going to look after himself. Holy shit, boys. We're in, we're in crisis. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. What's the point? What's the point of even going there? Get a suntan. Uh, we didn't well, say we're crazy. We just got no, a couple you, you questions. You just said all these players, these key players, are not available, and they've got these nagging injuries, and they might yeah, not be well, fit for November. And oh God Almighty, we expect it's all coming it, to all falling apart. We expected it. That's where the depth comes in, right? When you start losing players, and like, just where are we at as as a nation? You know, you mm-hmm. can't easily replace an Atiba. But there is, like I said, in, in that particular position, there's some depth. But, hey, uh, I'm sure he'll do all he can to get back. And But, I mean, have you had a bone bruise before, Craig? Because these things do last a very long time. Yeah, nothing that has kept me out as long as that. He's been out for, for a really long time. Yeah. I said it must have been a really bad one. Also an issue with this contract at Besiktas, right, with the, the foreign quota and, and trying to do some fandangling there, I think, to get him on the books. But anyway, we'll, we'll cover that as the, the week goes on on Footy Prime. The game, of course, is on Friday. Um, back to what happened this weekend. Now, it's called this just in. City win again, 3-0. Haaland now 11 goals in seven games in the Prem. Um, did you, that, that goal he scored, that's the... The first example, I think, of many we're going to see this season where the defender just shit himself and didn't know what to do. You got this this Viking warrior sprinting towards him with a spear over his shoulder and, and the wide-eyed defender was going, I, I, I don't know what to do. And in the end, he lets off a shot, which wasn't a great shot, but it found a way in in the end. I think we're going to see a few of these over the next few months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right foot, left foot, headers. Right side, left side, outside the box, inside the box, inside the six-yard box. <laughs> and what's the record? I think the record for the Premier League is 11 and 10. And he's got 11 and 7, so he's got a couple of games. Now they're talking uh, about Dixie Dean's record. Not not just Shearer and Cole in the Premier League era, but Dixie Dean. You're making up 1960s. that name. You're making that name up. That's no, not a real person. No, that's, no, like a, that's an ice cream place, isn't it? Dixie Dean's, get yourself served. Yeah. Movie star. He had 57. No, sorry, he had 60 goals. And right now, Haaland's on pace for 57. 
It's just it's, it's, it's not really fair, is it? I thought Jack Grealish looked much better, though, playing out on the left, his preferred position. And is it just a case, Craig, sometimes of, you know, a coach thinking, you know what, I've tried it elsewhere. It's not really working. Um, you have to admit you really can't change a player and you're best to put him where he is best suited. And that's probably mm. the solution here. Do you think it's that simple? No, maybe. It could be. Because he looked at, that's the best I've seen him play. I think. Yeah, he was. For sure. He was, yeah, he was comfortable as hell. So even though he was almost uh, murdered by Nathan Collins, Wonga, you must have seen the red card in that one. I missed it. You I missed just, it? I was, okay, Google yeah, it now. I missed it. Well, you know what? I was, I was Googling Grealish. I was bugging Craig about Grealish because they're not bugging him, bringing it up about how much money he makes. And he makes 15.6 uh, million pounds per year. And then I was thinking, how much does Holland make? And I'm thinking the different, and even Foden, who always irritates the crap out of me. But Grealish has done nothing since he's come over from Aston Villa. Just say it. And then right. he looked good. Well, You're just right. at that price tag, you could say that potentially. But I'm yeah. So now I got to look up. What do I, who have to look up? Red Nathan card? Collins, red right. card on Grealish. So he, there's obviously some history there because this was not an accident. He went flying into him, chest height. It was a, I mean, if you're going to get a red card, you may as well make it proper, right, Craig? I mean, that was a good one. And when you saw Grealish on the ground rolling around, I kind of understand he probably did feel it. Yeah, um, probably. But it's just, I guess the red mist descends sometimes, right? And that was a case with, with Collins on this occasion. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, from Grealish's point of view, I worry for him because he's, he's a, a player that's fouled a lot. He gets fouled a lot. He controls the ball that way and, you know, didn't pick up something major, but he's also a player that I'd want to kick too. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, is that, is that a thing though? In, in football, when there's, there's the pretty boy, so to speak, on the other team and makes all the money, gets all the headlines, he becomes a bit of a target, I would think, for those those more blue collar types, perhaps maybe less so nowadays, but in your era, Craig, I'm sure mm -hmm. when there was, even though the game had evolved a lot from, from, you know, the, the dark seventies and, and most of the eighties, but in the nineties there was good football, but there was still that, that real workmanlike mentality from a lot of players who, who would go through you mm -hmm. if they thought you were a bit of a Charlie, big time Charlie, as they called it. Yeah. Well, Vinnie Jones is in the nineties, right? Yeah. <laughs> he, <laughs> chopped, boy. he chopped a few. <laughs> That yeah. was deliberate, though, what this guy did. I just watched it. Yeah. That was fully deliberate. Like, I'm going, not all, I'm in the air, and now I'm going to kick out. Like, he doesn't like Grealish, which is great. I mean, we'd all probably do it. <laughs> but And especially at 16 million pounds per year. Well, now, what's the equivalent in, in your football, in American slash Canadian football, something egregious that you do see now and again? Is, is it a clothesline? Would that be it? No, it'd be a face Spear tackle. It's a face mask or a late uh, hit. Mm. Like late hits are probably the worst because people are fully vulnerable. But it's and also on like getting your your mask ripped in, uh, across to to make your neck oh. whiplash. That's like that's I've seen guys that's seriously taking off the field. Yeah, freaking neck. But I mean, like I don't. It's ain't. It's the. It's. And that's not always career ending. You can get hurt and you can come back. It's these things that these guys do like that kick. And I don't think that's a career ender. It's these crazy tackles studs up on, on shins and ankles. Yeah. I get why guys go, you know, even if they get up and they, they're all right, how angry they are. Cause this guy's come this way. Like, this is my family. This is my living. And you mm -hmm. guys are throwing your bodies around like assholes. Mm -hmm. I understand that. Especially playing like college level, right? You you were saying before one, that you know some of your your teammates were good players and and they yep. might have had a future in in CFL, right? But most of your guys NFL you know, too. This I had hmm? a couple of buddies who played NFL. Oh, did you? Okay, so yeah. there's some, right? But the majority yeah. of guys though were it was more of a, a vocation during school, right? Yeah, yeah. And you knew there wasn't a career post school, so it must have pissed people off when there was like really dirty plays and think, what, what are you doing that for? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it was, you know, and there's, you can't even apologize for your teammate. Sometimes you see, cause you know, you're, th these guys would all know each other. That's the other thing. You know, they're all Brits. They're all, they grew up at all. Like 
they all play with each other, you know, at 12 years old. That's what, that's what university football is like. That's what sports are like. You know the guy. So that could be your friend. I mean, Grealish could have friends. I know he doesn't look like he does, but he could have friends. <laughs> hey, with the money he's making, he'll have lots of friends. Yeah. yeah, a lot of friends. Yeah, no kidding. But his, you know, like there's guys on – there's guys on Colin's team who'd be like, I can't, I, I can't apologize. Like he's an asshole. There's like, there's guys that you dislike on your own team, you know, and there's mm-hmm. 20, 30 guys. There's, I don't hang out with that guy. He he's scary. He's a dink. <laughs> all these kind of things. There's always people that you don't get along with. You, you cheer for them. It's like the Kenny Linsman. We always talk about, you know, the guy that you, the rat, the rat, the guy you want on your team. Yeah. You don't really have to like him. Right, you like when he's on your team, but you hate him when he's on the other team. Who was the like, most hated player on a team that you played on, Craig? Was it that guy? Maybe a guy that you you liked that is in your team, but he wasn't a guy that you necessarily would go out for beers with. Uh, there was a few, but not really anybody that I disliked that much. That's because you can't you, you don't you can't dislike people because people can't dislike you. <laughs> Who was the guy? Okay, we're going to frame this differently because he's always never answers this question. Yeah, fuck you. Who was the guy? (laughs) Who was the guy? You're a wanker, Wonger. That your other friends would go, oh, that guy's. (laughs) (laughs) And and was it Jimmy Brennan? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no. Jimmy was just a pain in the ass. Still is. Still is a pain in the ass. What is right now? He hasn't shown up yet, for Christ's sake. Where is he? I don't know. He hasn't even emailed us so well. Jimmy's Jimmy's lost for the day. Maybe he's uh, crying over his old TFC. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Looked horrible. Hey, did you ever try and hurt anyone intentionally, Craig? Was there ever like a play where you just you, you saw the mist descend and I'm going through this guy's back off yes. on a corner or something? Yeah, yeah. Was it and frequent? was it revenge or was it was it reven- early revenge or was it karmic revenge from a play like early like two two years earlier? Uh, no, it's something in the game. Yeah, game related. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. I rem- well, I remember a couple. Well, there's a couple of the knee ones, are, but they're not generally. There's just one in particular. I can't remember. I can't remember who it was in the game, but I do remember I nearly broke his leg and I couldn't understand how I didn't because I straight legged <laughs> him so hard. It was one of those ones. Just, I'm sliding out to the left on the ground. He's running in, and as he's running in, I just used my right leg and straight-legged him and caught him so flush that I couldn't break, believe his leg didn't break. There's no way that guy likes you. There's no way. We got to track down who that was. Yeah, that could be the guy. And inter- that yeah. could be the guy. Who I, don't remember. I don't remember. I really Were you don't disappointed remember when, you, when you saw that he hadn't broken his leg? <laughs> no, I was just... Amazingly surprised to this day. <laughs> a little bit disappointed. I don't think a I could kick, bit, a, maybe. kick a two-by-four would this break West out Ham? of a thought. No, was this was West it, Ham or Ipswich? Ipswich Town. Yeah. Ipswich Town. All right. We're going to have to... I, I know remember? rugby... Rugby is actually, generally speaking... I mean, there's dickheads, obviously, right? And, and people do play dirty, but most people play within the rules. And there is nothing better when you, you hit someone cleanly, like cleanly, but you hurt them a little bit. It does mm. feel good, I have to yes. say. Absolutely. Not like you know career ending, but you you hear the wind come out of them, or mm-hmm. they're rolling around a little bit. Not that they roll around, Robbie, because they generally hurt. You don't need to roll around. But that, yeah, that's, if we're all being honest here, that's pretty cool. Oh yeah, those moments. And there's sometimes you. A lot of the times when you tackle someone, it hurts you. Like it hurts you to tackle. But yeah. there are some times where it doesn't hurt at all. You don't feel it. Right? You don't feel it. And you're, you're the one inflicting the, the force and the pain. And yep. that there is something fully caveman, fully prehistoric mm-hmm. revs up, like all my genetics, all my DNA, you know, are, are, mm-hmm. are boiling up all at the same time. Like pre, prim, what is it? Pre, primordial ooze. I was like, <laughs> that's what it's like. It's literally primordial right ooze. That. Yes. I, I don't like the ooze part. Well, that's what it feels like. It's like you're just like, I'm a champion. It would be like it would be like Russell Crowe in Gladiator. You know when he when he organizes everybody and they they 
all the they're fighting tigers and all that kind of stuff, and he wins, and everyone cheers for him. Yeah, but he, like, he played oh. dirty though. He'd, he'd play dirty, wouldn't he? Russell Crowe's gladiator. He wouldn't be within the rules all the time. Those gladiators, they didn't care. Well, that's but the thing is, there were no rules, so that is the rules. Is you well, win. There, there may be some unwritten rules, though, perhaps within the gladiator pit. You know, listen, mm. don't throw an elbow. It really hurts. <laughs> yeah, that might kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Not the starvation and the swords. It's the uh, yeah. It's the elbow. It's yeah. Craig's studs. Craig's wearing cleats in the in the gladiator. Coliseum. Yeah, think, could you that? imagine? Talk about pressure, Azteca. Fuck that. Imagine going out in the Coliseum in Rome and you're like fighting to the death. <laughs> urine bags being thrown at you. You're yeah. yeah th- forget them. I'd be like, who's this big bastard in front of me? <laughs> hey, you, you know what? That you would be intense, think, wouldn't it? I got a Dickyo standing in front of me with a fucking sword. Imagine in the Dick week Yo. before, the, you know, when you're the training before that week. Oh, Christ, we're off to the Coliseum. There's again, boys. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, that's intense. Yeah. They're crazy. I got, I got a little bit of a sore calf. My calf's bothering me a wee bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My amputated ankle my, is, is bothering me, and they're putting me out there. <laughs> hey, Doc, I, I'm not sure I can go this weekend. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Do they have medics in the gladiator pits? They didn't really care, yeah, did they? Yeah, I think they dragged people off. Do they? I don't think they helped anyone. It was more just take the body off, at least at least from my experience watching the movie Gladiator. <laughs> oh, how about when they're fighting lions and stuff? They just let them rip them apart. Sure. Mm. Yeah, there's no safe word, was there? No. <laughs> that, that's real sport right there. Yep. Winner take all. Winner take all. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> last man standing, like literally last man standing. <laughs> we don't need another hero. Hero! We don't need to find the way home. This is once again, Jimmy Brennan and James Sharman. Duel to the death in Thunderdome. <laughs> at the Coliseum? In Give the me Coliseum. a spear. The twins. He'll get, he'll the, get twins. the chain with the, the spiky ball on the end. No, yeah. I know what you were like. You, if you and if you and Jimmy were twins, you would have eaten him in in vitro. Yeah, you'd come out and you'd have Jimmy as part of like your neck. Yeah, and you'd have he's, a mouth he's, he's and cool. talk. I've yeah. had like extra teeth in the mouth, and they'd be he Jimmy's goes, teeth. Exactly, and he'd go, he'd go, he'd spe- <laughs> still be able to speak and go, "Hey, Sharms, take off your pants, get naked." He'd be <laughs> like, <laughs> "Oh, he'd be the worst." If, if you're gonna like have a twin dissolve into you, he'd be the worst twin, wouldn't he? To do, oh, yeah. dissolve into you, he'd be on non-stop, blah 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 blah, just being a right pain <laughs> in the ass, wouldn't he? Oh, wouldn't he? And he can't oh. get away. No, he's the Energizer Bunny. The, that the womb, the womb is a very small, tight quarters. <laughs> well, that's why sharks would have to eat them in vitro. Yeah, I have no choice. Yeah. Like even like a Siamese twin. If Jimmy's your Siamese twin, you're better off just ending it, aren't you? It's over. There's no quiet. Him being stop. a roommate was bad, Craig. Imagine that. Ooh. Joined by the what? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> Looking into his eyes all day. <laughs> you guys share one penis. It's a it's an eighteen inch penis, but you share it. <laughs> Yeah, but you couldn't do anything with it because it's no. you joined at each end. No, they just it gets longer every year because you get sick of each other. <laughs> yeah, what a useless eighteen-inch wiener. <laughs> uh, the irony, thinner and longer yeah, the whole like, time. Jesus. Yeah. I've been given one blessing in my entire life, and it's attached to some dickhead at the other end. Yeah, he doesn't shut up. <laughs> Uh, and he always wants to go out yeah (laughs) we're going out again oh man i'm so tired jimmy come on (laughs) do me a favor he'd he'd push around craig in a wheelchair like i don't know how they'd figure out uh a wheelchair for the two of them with a connected dick but they'd figure it out (laughs) i guess the wheels would be sideways right oh yeah yeah it would be a sideways he'd be have a sore neck all the time all the time, yeah. This way. Because yeah. it is long enough, so. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what would happen. <laughs> Interesting. So next time we take mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, well, moving on to the next game. I'm not sure how you... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Which game are we moving on to? Um, how about we go Spurs six, Leicester two? Oh, Ooh. right. Brendan Rodgers, Hungman, Son, Sonny, back with the vengeance. Right, all the question marks. What happened to him? He's playing Polly's bench for this one. Comes off the bench in 13 minutes, scores a hat trick. Couple of beauties. Well, Left, that was a thing. Right? It wasn't. It wasn't just scoring. It was the. They were masterpieces. Mm. Two of the two out of the three were two of the best goals so far in, in the in the prem yeah like For incredible sure. curve whatever that what's the term that dunlop always uses hoodie goody tija gera like when it spins some, it some poncy name yeah tira tira gira or something like that anyway no, it no was it, wow monkey right off the back of the sun yep and the third finish was nice too by the way it was yeah, well, it was breaking down the left there. And too bad the keeper got a bit of it, though, right? That's always the worst part when it's a great flowing move and the keeper gets just a bit of it. So it's not cleanly into the goal. That takes away some points from me. Mm. Yeah, I just said it wasn't bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jeez. Sorry. Charms all over, Craig. No tapping. <laughs> well, Charms, the other thing is on your North Star bet, $3 bet or $250 bet. You 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 ran with that, didn't you? I did. I made uh, what did I make? Let me find $5, out. Five dollars. I, I think it was five dollars and sixty-five cents or something like that. Was it? I don't know, but it was some. It, what you picked? Harry Kane. Yeah. And he was the twelfth twelfth minute, right? Yep. To score, and then you picked. Spurs, Spurs win. Spurs win. Yeah. I mean, imagine Spurs that. Win. Imagine how brave I am to pick a Spurs win and a Harry Kane goal. Against and two dollars and fifty cents. <laughs> Tell you what, if you're laying a grand out, then you'd be thinking, "Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy." There's some pressure. Well, right? when they went down one nil too, didn't they? Leicester scored first mm, of all. Yeah. That's why you don't put that kind of money down, people. That's why you bet responsibly, know your limits, and that's what yeah. I do. So it's fun. You lose. It's fun. Yeah. Still Had fun because we you know whether I whether I put you. down a grand or two fifty. It's I'm enjoying it, and there's far less stress with the two fifty bet. Mm. So. Put 50 bucks in my kitty before the season and see where it takes me. Right now, I'm well, at 185. Remind me, were you going Ooh. into? That's not, it's not horrible. Are you kidding? Going into no, the half. You'll be making a, the half. Know, with, you'll be making a living yeah, at it pretty soon. You could. Going to the half, was it tied? <laughs> Gonna have to. Was it tied at halftime? I'm trying to figure out your nervousness. Yeah, 2 2 at halftime. Mm, Leicester right. scored late in the half. Okay. Then and the, it all fell apart. Breaking, giving balls away in the wrong areas. Fuck me. The mistakes they're making individually, they're they're absolutely doomed if they keep going on less. And I feel for Brendan Rogers. The only way they they spent, I think, three million. Like there's there's very little in the kitty for them. I get it. Um, and there's some good performances in the side, and then there's just some absolutely awful schoolboy errors. They've been up twenty two goals in seven games. I think that's the most ever. Yeah, the worst, right? Yeah. yeah. Worst ever in the Premier League history. Low as a dash hounds bollocks. What's that? Low as a dash hounds bollocks. Oh. <laughs> I see. I, I didn't get it because I pronounced it Daxund. Yeah, I, I thought it was Dashund. Um, Craig, can you name, without looking, the three bottom teams uh, uh, on the table? Leicester, West Ham, mm-hmm. Forest. Well done. Well done. Fucking West Ham. Jesus Christ. How you feeling? Oh, they just best described. I saw it, read about it, said toothless. And I thought, yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Toothless. They play pretty decent football. They don't look as though they deserve to lose the game. They outchance them. They outshoot them. I think they outshot them 14-7 on target, four to two. Corners 15 or 14 to five. But they just don't look as though they're going to score. And they hit the post again. So look at the games away from home. Chelsea, uh, bad VAR decision. No one even forced, deserved to get something from that. But didn't score, hit the post, hit the crossbar. Um, So I have faith in them turning it around, whereas Leicester, I don't. But at the same time, West Ham had a pretty damn good season last year. They go out and spend £100 million and they don't look any better. They look worse. So it's frustrating. Thursday, um, Sunday as well. Does does affect them to a certain degree as well? I mean, they're in Europe. Yeah, they did that. They did it last year, and they managed it. But I always say that Thursday, Sunday, 
um, routine is not not great. Then you throw in those cup games, you know, when they roll around two, the League Cup and the FA Cup, and when they roll around Tuesday or Wednesday nights. Yeah, never really thought that was great for teams. But well, stuck our, with it. Our, our friend Kerry Ryan was mentioning uh, Lampard looked a little stunned at the final whistle. <laughs> but and then Doug Simon, I did the old not sure about David Moyes, though, hard looking at the bottom of the table. Like, David, what's David Moyes doing right now? What's going on in his head? Oh, well, I think I'm Reinvent the team? Like, he how's must, he? He must, well, he's got to figure out a way to find a little bit more potent offense. You know, defensively, they don't look too bad. I mean, yeah, they're all excited. And Everton, it was their first home win and terrific. But, man, it just shows you what results are all about because they played okay, but they weren't particularly brilliant and if it was a draw, I don't think they could argue with that either. So they're going around celebrating like it's, you know, the biggest thing ever. And for well, them, they're playing it well, aren't they? I mean, give give Lampard credit. He's building something there. Really smart signings. Cody and Tarkovsky, I think, have been very, very good this year. They've they got have. that steel in that team now, haven't they? Now, goal scoring mm-hmm. is going to be their Achilles heel as well this year. When you're relying on Neil Mope to score your goals, that is a bit of a problem. But yeah. he's got them playing organized football and they're playing for him, right? So, I mean, as much as he was for a long part of this season, he was the next manager to be fired. Mm. And I think he's he's slipping down there right now because he's looking okay, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they definitely do look better defensively, but I'm not sure if that's more West Ham or whether that's them, you know, especially in that game because West Ham kind of made defenses look fairly good this year with their lack of opportunities or lack mm-hmm. of scoring punch. So... Um, Asmir Begovic got the start today. Yeah, that's right. Mm. And it made me think. I thought to myself, I wonder if he somewhere deep in his heart regrets not playing for Canada. Because what was the relationship? Because I looked him up after you mentioned it. Um, and it does say Bosnian uh, player. So was yeah. his, was he born here? No, he was born in Bosnia. He got here. He was also through the Edmonton, uh, like uh, Alfonso. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Played soccer in the Edmonton area. Played for our uh, under 20 team in the World Cup here in Canada, 2007. And then uh, internationally, I think we had a t- chance to actually tie him up. I'm not sure. The Stephen Hart, maybe. I'm not absolutely sure. Could have actually tied him, but there are rule changes now too, so maybe that wouldn't have counted. But um, anyway, um, Canadian Soccer Association, the team was just in a different place, and Bosnia came along, and he made the choice to go to play for them, and he went to a World Cup. Mm. You know, they're a very small country, three and a half billion people. You know, brilliant, absolutely fantastic achievement. But now with the World Cup, they're going to and. And then also with 2026, he would be around around 40 years of age, 39, 40, Asmir. But that would still be potentially something that could be done if he wanted to keep himself in shape for the next four years because he's basically been playing top football for 13 years or so. But he's he's made a few bucks as a number two, hasn't he, over a number of years? Oh, man. Is he Chelsea, a ton of money. Cora yeah. Bag, he was loaned there at Milan last year. He was there for a couple of appearances. Mm-hmm. Chelsea, Everton, on the, uh, second uh, backup at Chelsea, will make you about four million pounds, six million dollars a year. <laughs> Not bad, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'd say, well, being a backup goalkeeper, you, you're a backup towards the end of your career, Craig, a little bit here and there. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty sweet gig, isn't it? I made more as a backup than I did in 1992 when I was in the Premier League. <laughs> did you really? <laughs> <laughs> uh, three times, to- uh, actually, four times as much. That's amazing. Well, you're a starter on footy prime. How much you making? (laughs) That's a very good point. That's right. Yeah. 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 So you're making more as a, as a backup at at Chelsea than you Uh, were as a starter at footy prime at West Ham at the end of my career. Yeah. (laughs) I started for footy prime. Yeah. (laughs) Like your name is like, you're like sharpied in every, every game sheet you're in. Right. With that comes pressure, knowing that you're starting this podcast every single week. I know right? it's just enough pressure. Can you imagine that I being like a backup as yeah. a backup potter? Yeah, we have to call him when when 
someone's not here, when Jimmy doesn't show up. Hey, Craig, can you jump on? <laughs> yeah. What was the punishment for missing a game like Jimmy today? Uh, ooh, it's tough. He's got he's got uh, he's got name recognition, you know. Because I think the whole day was like working out sharps. when we were going to fit it in. Like you know, when, what time? This time, half an hour earlier, half an hour later, and then he decided on a time because mm. we, we generally we work around him. Yeah, we were fluid for him. <laughs> yeah, and he still didn't yeah, show. We did. <laughs> he didn't show, right? Up. <laughs> what the hell? He's like, no, no, that's a good time. I'll see you then. Oh, okay. <laughs> What's surprising is that there's no huge forest news because usually when he doesn't show up, it's you know, on a day of huge forest news. <laughs> the one guy you want to talk to is the ex-forest player. But, uh, That's right, yeah. But B's away on vacation. You know, he, he applied and we granted his request for vacation. <laughs> so you think Jimmy saw this as an opportunity to step in a bit more, bit more time on the mic? You would think. You'd think he'd see this as a as an advantage, right? Like, hey, here's my shot. You know what it is, Wonga? It's modern podcasters. Kids nowadays. No. They no. don't understand. I agree. I agree. It's hard to get good work these days, man. You got good workers. It, 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 yeah, right? They're just they got choices and Yeah. You know, he's gotta take the chance with the guys you don't really know too much about either. He'll regret it. That's for sure. I'm, we'll, we'll get a groveling apology, I'm sure, at some point. You know, he's pretty good but that I'm, way. He's good that what, way. Yeah. What he does is he apologizes and sincerely. We make fun of him, and then he tells us to fuck off. That's basically <laughs> the cycle of that. That's how he's it works. sincere. We're not. Tells us to fuck off and laughs. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Our apologies <laughs> over. We know how now and again they they will leak out the the, the fines. That, teams have we should have like a podcast fine list leaked out as well Ooh. that'd be good see what it's all worth you know missing a podcast being late to a podcast bad internet bad microphone forgetting your ear earbuds you know what are these what are these um indiscretions worth on the fine scale i, I, I think you're i think you're putting too much pressure on craig he started biting his pen he goes if this, <laughs> these guys go this way i'm fucked hey Remember the old days when Craig's internet was terrible? It's been like seamless now for a long time. Incredible. What a difference. To all those people out there, Craig made it made a real effort to improve his internet. All those people out there just said, never give up. Just Craig. never give up. You never know. <laughs> Craig can inspire you all. That's a story <laughs> of inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> um, inspiration. Jesus Christ. Nathan... Nuraini, 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 Nuraini. Anyway, he made his debut for Arsenal today. They beat Brentford 3 0. Mm-hmm. Right at the end of the game, Arteta brings him on. He's 15 years old. 15, the youngest player ever in Prem history, overtaking Harvey Elliott of Liverpool. I forgot actually he, he got that. I think it was last year or the year before. Yeah. Um, 2019. 15, Craig. Now, Arteta says, you look in the kid's eyes, you know he's ready. And he had no doubt just to put him on there. Obviously, it's just for a couple of minutes. So I understand that. But yeah. is there a time when too young is too young, do you think? Mm, no. Or is it you're good enough, you're old enough? Yeah. And there's a, all sorts of other things that come into play too. Um, all those developing coaches behind the scenes and their knowledge of the kid, they would have put him into first team training on obviously several occasions. He's played way above his time. Uh, even when he played, I think, with England under 16s, he was 14 years of age. This is the first kid that's ever played, I think, under the age of 16, if I'm right. I think he's 15 and 181 days. Phenomenal. But I don't think Arteta wouldn't have thought, he would have thought really deep and hard about everything that they've done with this kid to this point. And if they thought he was ready and he said he's ready, uh, I'll take our, Arteta's word on that. Did he but, come up through Arsenal, guys? Oh, well, he's, he's only so. he's me... fifteen for cross. <laughs> no, no, but you know, I don't know. I don't know how this works. So he would have been like on the club, yeah, juniors, all whatever they call them, under twelves, under eights, all that kind of stuff, and then just move all the way up. Yeah, yeah, generally, I'm not sure exactly what his road was, where he he made from, because sometimes they do uh, take guys and from other clubs. Yeah, um, they do that a lot. They they splash a lot for a lot of youth players. But for him to be the best of that bunch at 15, 
It's going to be yeah. some player, I tell you. Arsenal's you said. Although, Craig, you know, I mean, there's been a lot oh, of young God. kids getting debuts at a very young age who don't actually amount to anything. Mm-hmm. You must know, right? It's, it's not always that straightforward. I guess often it is. I mean, James Milner was, the, the, I remember him when he first debuted for Leeds, he was 16, I think he was. Yeah, um, yeah. We had one in Ipswich too. Jason Dezel was, the, the kid was the youngest in top flight football at that time in 19, I'm going to say 84. 84. He was still going to high school and it was a midweek game. He came on, I want to say, against Coventry and scored and went to school the next day. And the cameras were all at his high school. <laughs> that was Rooney, wasn't it? I think Rooney at Everton. He, he used to, he was at school still, right? And he made his debut yeah. and then he went home and played kickabout on the street with his mates. Mm-hmm. So Nathan, uh, sorry, Ethan, Ethan, I said Nathan, sorry, Ethan Nuraneri. Um, he's born in 2007. Jesus. <laughs> his parents, his he's parents. than my kids. His parents, when, his parents had knew you met each other when I was playing. Yeah. Let, what the I, hell? I know. I'm just thinking 15. There's no yeah. way I could play sports against yeah. I saw adults a good one. 15. Gary, no Lineker, Gary Lineker said, so I'm 46 years older than a Premier League player. Tells me that I'm uh, getting into extra time. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, I hope for penalties. <laughs> Is, is it crazy? awkward though, Craig? Do you think when you're in the room, you're you're in a, a locker room, right? And you know what that's like. And as a, a child, yeah. essentially, a child mm. walks in, has a locker beside you. I mean, how does a room adapt to that? Because I mean, I guess it doesn't change know. too much, right? Is it, is it actually to illegal to undress in front of him? Right. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, can you imagine if Ethan was on the Canadian men's national team and he walked in and saw the 18-inch connected penis with Jimmy and Craig? <laughs> yeah, the two sides would freak him out. <laughs> Traumatize him for his, his own, own life. Penis. Yeah. What if he? What, what if he was roomy with Craig, with uh, with Jimmy? Yeah. Oh, like, they wouldn't. No, they would. They wouldn't be that stupid. <laughs> they wouldn't do it. It might be an education, though. Oh well, that it would be. <laughs> amazing, though. I, I mean, it is amazing. At fifteen, amazing. I mean, he must be an incredibly mature kid. Because, like you said, Wonga, when I was fifteen, mm-hmm. I was extremely immature. I am now at forty-eight. For Christ's sakes. Yeah. Yeah, could you handle it with standing on the sideline? No. No. Man, well, we'll see what it does. It'll be one to watch. And, you know, he might only get a few, I'm likely we'll get a few minutes this season. And then over the coming, you know, seasons, I think he's got a right manager too in Arteta. He seems very level-headed. And uh, mm-hmm. he knows, like you said, Craig, he knows what he's doing. And he walks I, I, into I, a really good team as well, which I think really helps as well. You know, there's not a team that has a potential for infighting. I don't think at Arsenal. They're a team, they're a young team that's only going to get better as well and enjoy a great season. It's probably a really good environment for a kid to to learn the yeah. game. And don't be surprised if we don't see him for, for the next couple months. Like it like it's it, it might in some ways it's like that little bit of a, a reward to him. You know, the kid's been doing unbelievably well. He works hard, he shows up on time, he does it, you know, and we're gonna reward him. Uh it just was perfect. They're three nothing up away from home. Does Perfect it change moment. anything with your standing? Like, would he get a bump in pay that week because he made the? I don't know. How does that work on a salary Ooh. level? Because you're, you know what I'm saying. I, like, I'm not even sure what that is. I would have to find that out because yeah, he's 15. I'm not sure when you can. I don't think you can sign a professional contract. It's not a pro. No, it's, it's 16, isn't it? To get your pro papers. It's changed obviously since the old yeah. YTS days, but I think it was um, for us. I think it was 17. We could sign pro papers. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, we'll find out tomorrow because you know that some of the rags will have lots of stories on him. And yeah. just and if, what not, he isn't making. if not, we'll text Pesci. Pesci would know that shit. Pesci will know that. Yep. Mm-hmm. How about yeah. that? We all got right, Canadians well, all over the place that know actually shit. Yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> we have football it. IQ in this country or outside this country, but from this country. Mm-hmm. Huh. The amount Amazing. of information I could get from Pesci, but that would be. I couldn't ask, but I'm going to. Newcastle tied Bournemouth 1-1. Bournemouth results aren't bad, you know. Apart from that horrible run when they fired Scott Parker because they played City and Liverpool and Arsenal, they're getting points. Gary O'Neill is unbeaten as mm-hmm. interim coach. Surely, surely, Craig, 
you give him the job at this point. I'll just, I'll just see where he goes with it. Mm. I tell you, why not? Why not? They play really well. I actually think they play, they, they set up well. They changed tactically really, really well. The way they played against Newcastle and the way they countered, they were dangerous. I thought they were, they were really good. But saying that before, really before they fired Scott Parker, I mean, they beat Villa in the opening day and then had those few really tough games to get beat 9 0. But other than that, even going to the last year, I just, what the hell? Like that, that whole Scott Parker thing just makes it strange. It's behind Stranger, the scenes Stranger. where it has to be. He was very vocal about the owners not spending money. Yeah, it has to well. be. has to be. They're, on, they're, on, they're in 12th place, right? They're, they're ahead of Everton and Southampton, Villa, Wolves, West Ham. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, I mean, listen, they might well still go down. I mean, it's a long season. It's still early, but... I don't know, you. but the way their performance is outside of Liverpool, I would say that Bournemouth would stay up. Yeah. See, you can look at Leicester really worry me because their performances are like are particularly bad. They're conceding, well, conceded twenty two goals and seven. Oh, that well, that's why Leicester they got to make a change, haven't they? I mean, they haven't spent the money. We know that, but clearly the players, especially if they're making individual mistakes, which isn't the the manager's fault. They, they're in this free fall right now. It's an international break. The manager wants out. I mean, my God, you hear his comments this weekend. You know, he's saying, "I will understand whatever the owners decide to do." He's <laughs> Basically saying, please fire me. Well, he's, God he's going, I want the severance. This is shit. Yeah, exactly. Give me my quit. severance. Yeah. yeah it's a standoff. Quit. It's a freaking standoff. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> I want you to quit. I'm not quitting. You got to fire me. I got millions Brendan, of reasons please. of why. Yeah. Do us a, a solid, Brendan. Can you please quit? We'll, we'll work something out here. Yeah. If I was him, just go, hey, guys, we're going to go party. We're going to go party on Tuesday, Wednesday. Let's go fishing on Thursday. <laughs> actually you know what how might do him some good hey well here's can't one be, for you this is interesting craig think about this right so so newcastle right they're not winning games we know what they've done we can say they've made some really astute signings they were really good last year but the bottom line is again seven games into the season they're, they're in 10th place which there's okay but just eight points one win on the season um at what point does the ownership look at Eddie Howe, which I'm not condoning. I think it's ludicrous to even, to even consider that. But let's do just that. Let's consider that. Is Eddie Howe looking over his shoulder? If someone like a, a Brendan Rodgers or there's other managers out there with, with good CVs. I don't know. I mean, you're always looking over your shoulder, right? But I got to think that Newcastle aren't set up yet to be looking at the top six. I don't no. think. I think they're a mid-table team, and I think that's the way they're playing at this moment. It's a slow build for them. They're not going about it like the Live Golf Tour. (laughs) (laughs) Let's hope so. Yeah, they've they've been really sensible so far. So, And listen, I've heard no rumors about Eddie Howe being on the hot seat, but I'm just looking at what their ambitions are and their results so far. And as much as they're 10th in the table, one win on the season isn't what they Mm -hmm. expect. They want more than that. No, but it's not like they've been hanging on to games. They've been playing pretty well. They're making improvements. They're moving in the right direction. Like I said, if they finish mid-table this year, it's fine. Forest fell to Fulham. Speaking of promotion clubs, a little battle there, a promotion battle. Ooh. Fulham, again, playing really good football. And Alex Mitrovic didn't score, but he's a force, isn't he? Even when he's not scoring goals, he does smart things. A smart football man who, who plays with a certain edge as well. And he's kind of symbolizing what Fulham is this year. And that's a team that I think is going to survive. Mm-hmm. he's always done that he's just added the goals at that level because he in the championship he's a goal scorer machine Premier League it's always been a question mark obviously the service is uh, you know changes and you don't get the, quite the opportunities but he's taken them club's playing really well and that was a really solid again comeback uh, you know forced forced from that standpoint they've, they've led in a few games including West Ham where they held on, but it took a penalty save and a crossbar and a post to, to do that. They basically, once they give up a goal, they become really fragile. And you just look at them and you think that, that next goal is coming and the next goal is coming again. So um, looking at Cooper's manner, uh, you know, sort of body language after that game too, is like, geez, you know, this, I told, I'm telling you like that, that is incredibly hard. Like, you're talking about putting a team together, bang, buying 22 new players. I, that's not the model I would have gone with. I would have stuck with as much as I could with the 
core that got you there in the first place because there's a reason why they got you there and you have a pretty good chance of staying up. Brentford's a good example of that. And then the next year after that, then that's when you got to start to refresh things because I, I heard a stat that the the second year teams are promoted, they average average about eight points less than they do the year before. Brentford do that. They're still going to be okay. But a lot of clubs, they're not, and they get relegated. So, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Villa beat Southampton 1-0. Uh, big win for Steven Gerrard. Speaking of managers under pressure, Southampton, I, I don't know what to expect from them week in and week out. They can be great or awful or in between. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, they're, a, they're a bet killer there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like well, you, so you, is Villa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. I mean, unless the odds are really good, you're just rolling the dice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. Brighton, by the way, have appointed the new manager. After, obviously, Potter left for Chelsea. Um, Roberto Di Zerbi has arrived from Sassuolo. He was there more recently. And uh, I listen, I'm not going to pretend I know much about the guy, but he comes highly rated. Modern thinker, did well with not very much as a swallow. I think finished top eight a couple of seasons in, in, in the Serie A. So Brighton seemed to be switched on. They make good signings, good hiring. So let's assume it's a great hire, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> they do. They do make good decisions for the most part. Wonga, any thoughts on Deserby? Oh, yeah. He, uh, he, he he's went, I heard that he went to Turkey to get new hair. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, that's what I heard on the, on the yeah. soccer chat rooms. In my Reddit. <laughs> Did you actually hear that? Or are you making it up? I'm making it up. All oh, right, right. So, no, so. only because Craig and I were watching the game on Saturday morning. And they had, they had on the ticker advertising, you know, the sideline advertising. Mm-hmm. Come to Turkey and get your hair done. The cheapest, really, yeah, the cheapest, cheapest hair yeah. transplants to Turkey. Yeah, so, I mean, no so I was trying to figure out whether we could swing it, but... I don't want to go to I, a pod in Turkey. I don't, I don't have enough his... donor hair left to do it myself. So Wonger said he'd give me his pubic hair. That's nice of him. And then yeah. and then imagine I could probably get some hair off the back of Brendan. Yeah. So we're <laughs> gonna say we said basically Dunlop's back hair, my pubes, and so we could go with a look for Craig. Kind of so like what, that. One, one one implantation on each side type thing, or front and back. <laughs> no, I, I want to blend it. Yeah. You want to blend it? Okay. It'd be yeah, a hybrid, a hybrid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'd be like surf. a, be like a, a weird soft curled perm <laughs> that that demands demands product every day. That's right. That's right. Almost out, and on on humid day it's an afro, and yeah. then on non humid days he could comb it out. <laughs> yeah, I do wonder though whether it's a hybrid. Turkey. I mean, is it the flight over there? Is it that much of a deal? It's that much cheaper, even the flight over there and accommodation than, than getting know. it done I, over here. I, I, obviously, we're look cheap, into cheaper it. than it is in England because they're advertising on a board around the, the pitch. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking for you, though, Craig, because I mean, it's still getting to Turkey from here oh, is oh, for me. tougher than from England, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. But maybe it's even cheaper. If you bring your samples, it's even cheaper. So yeah, we'll, we'll see. Maybe we'll have, um, we'll have yeah. a, a harvest of the hairs that Wonger MB are going to yeah. give you live on the show. I want to look like Flabio. Flabio? Flavio. Who's that? What 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 oh Flavio. What what's happened here? Sorry, we suddenly gone to four Craig's in two screens now. No, that's uh JC just clicked in, I think. Yeah. No, it's JC. no it's not. <laughs> it's me, the most decorated football star in Canadian history, Craig Forrest. No, that'd be that Alfonso like Davis, sounds like. I think. Fonzie. <laughs> no, no, I think it's pronounced Craig Forrest. Okay. <laughs> you look at money fine there, Craig Forrest. And so stacks in the bottom left. I'm very confused having two Craigs here. Yeah, so TFC. Let's get the TFC quickly, Chef, before we leave today. So they're out. It's official. They're done. See you later. Done. Yeah. From playoff contention, 4 0 yeah. against Orlando in Orlando. In the end, Craig, it's been a bit of a disaster. Hasn't it? Well, They're looking well, good four games ago. Put it this way, with two games remaining, they would be absolutely shitting themselves if there was relegation. There's a potential they could be in the bottom three in the league. For record, they could have been. So good old North American sports saves the day on that one. You can go out and absolutely play like shit now, and who cares? I was watching the, uh, I was watching the TFC Twitter, and people are already – 
Bill Bradley needs to do this and Bill Bradley. And I, I don't know enough about any of this to, to make Bob a, Bradley. Bob as well. That too. Bill, Bill Bradley's uh, was a senator in the state. So Bob Bradley. <laughs> Bill, yeah. Bob Manning. <laughs> Bill Manning. Go, yeah. Bill Manning and Bob. Uh, but basically, they were all, they're people who are already, he needs to do one job. So either be the coach or the general manager. Um, he needs to, and other people are like, eh, it's, we knew this was going to happen. So they're playing for next year is what it sounded. A lot of people resign themselves to that, that they yeah, were playing it is for now. next year. No, it is but now. they always felt like, I mean, we even mentioned it. If, when we had Oso on our show uh, two months ago or a month ago, you know, it was right before Insigne was coming. Or was it? It was right after. Do you remember? Um, we had him on after. Yeah. After, yeah. And they were hopeful, but their, their front half was horrible. They put themselves in a position that was they needed to win 80% of their games to make the playoffs from the half point. And that wasn't going to happen. And they but I think they expected that. that. They just wanted to be in. Well, yeah. You know what? I expected them to. I mean, I think we talked about it. Jimmy talked about, yeah, they'll make the playoffs. I think they'll make the playoffs there. Mm-hmm. They're right in the hunt. Uh, they were starting to score goals. The guys were doing their jobs up front. What happened was it just started to collapse defensively really badly. I mean, it's been poor in the last few years, let's be honest, but conceding 61 goals this year is only San Jose and uh, I believe DC are, are worse in the league than that. So it doesn't matter. And Cindy can score two or three every game and keep losing four or three, you know, and, and I think that's what it's come down to is that, that defensively they haven't been able to keep up and it's unfortunate because they didn't, I think they thought they had enough to make the playoffs. It's true. There's going to be people out there tomorrow in, in the mainstream media who, who love to jump in the bandwagon saying, oh, it's been a disaster. So much for the Italians. Like, yeah, it ain't on them. <laughs> Christ, what, what more could they do? No. This was, the problem with that hole was dug before they arrived. And then, like you said, it's, it started off nicely. A little bit of a lift when they first arrived. And then the defense fell apart. The goalkeeping got well, well below average goalkeeping. And yeah. Uh, yeah. it can be addressed in, in the offseason. And you can say, oh, Bob Bradley's got to be do one job and maybe he does, but I don't put this on Bob Bradley either. He knows what's got to be, be done. And yeah, he'll be terribly disappointed. Send a terrible or two. Yeah. yeah. Boom. Well, I have He's to also good. say Alan Scholes uh, sent in that negative review. Um, and he said we were unprepared. Craig Forrest just proved him wrong. <laughs> Craig Forrest is more prepared. So Alan Scholes, I know you're an OG, but I'm going to tell you, Craig Forrest is prepared. The rest of us, no, Sharps is prepared. Okay, I'm unprepared. You're still right. Well, I think we've done pretty well without Jimmy, actually. You know, one. Yeah. Who? That is, there's more airtime to fill without Jimmy. A lot. That's right. I forgot about laughter. him already. Yeah. Yeah, he's dead to us. Um, yeah. Vancouver beat Seattle. Uh, Julian Gressel, if you haven't seen the goal, check it out. Just a gorgeous volley from outside the area. Beautiful. And Montreal went again, beating New England 1-0. Alistair Johnson with a lovely goal. Love it when, when fullbacks uh, score on the break like that. It was a really well run goal. Long run. And Montreal are going to be flying the flag, I would think. Vancouver still uh, potentially could get into the playoffs, but I don't think they do much in the West. Hmm. Montreal can. Having a great little conversation with our good friend Amy Walsh. On, on social media the last couple of days. Because my mate, our mate, uh, Mikey Singh, on the parlay this week, uh, went out there and caused a shitstorm by saying that Montreal's not a great team, it's just a good team, and it's taking advantage of a very weak East right now. Made great points, and of course, Twitter blows up, and Amy, blow- Amy holds me personally accountable, I think, for Mikey's comments. <laughs> I think she does. Yeah. So I'm trying to get my point across that. Hey, we'll see what they do in the, play, in the postseason, Amy, won't we? We'll see. But, you know, that's right. I mean, if they bomb out first round, then it's like, yeah. yeah. Well, the other yeah. thing to me was this was a, as we were talking about Columbus last week, they came down two goals, uh, two goals down, tied it up. Great comeback. And this New England team, this was a must win for them. Like, New England is still in the hunt. They got two games left, I think, and they're still kind of in the hunt. If they would have won, they would have been eighth place, like one position out of uh, out of playoff. Yeah. So Montreal is playing, the, beating the teams they have to beat. Mean, and that's not, that's not easy as you get closer to the playoffs. You can take a day off. You, it's easy to take, um, yeah. uh, you know, 
to go, yeah, hey, we're no, already just, here. Yeah. Can we just all, sorry, just pause here in reflection and realize what has just happened here? Dan Wong is breaking down New England Revolution's games to come <laughs> in the Eastern Division of Major See? League Soccer. He, he, How the evolution. The evolution of Dan Wong, the football yep. guy. He went from, well, I mean, he's still, right? He makes mistakes, but that's okay. That's yeah. okay, Dan. Norwich. Norwich. Born that's mouth, a, right, Craig, born that's mouth. a podcast, right? We let our, our youngsters make mistakes. We, we don't hammer them. They must learn somehow. Exactly. We it's the very mistakes. complex. So look at how far he's come. Never say old dogs can't learn new tricks, mofos. <laughs> <laughs> All those games this weekend, by the way, um, all what's it, the five of them, wasn't there? Two on two on Friday. You can catch those, of course. You could have caught those if we can go back on the time machine on, on Fubo TV. Coming up, of course, is inter- international break. But one point eight one gigawatts. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was my that was my dark brown. It's oh, great. I see. Great. Back to the future reference. Thank you. One thing, Ed, you know, for football fans. European football fans, Europa League and the Champions League, we have you know Canadians to watch. Yeah, it's true. We do. Yeah, absolutely. Even WSL kicked off today as well, right? And Kadisha was playing for Chelsea, but for, Liverpool won back in the Dick. Premier League in the, in the in the top flight anyway, yeah. and uh, took care of Chelsea. Yeah, Chelsea scored first. I know that uh, Buchanan. It was her debut. You know how brilliant she is. I was. Talking to Dan before I think the show started, I was like, we, we covered her with Sportsnet uh, game in Winnipeg against the United States. I think it's still the third largest crowd, I think, ever for a home game for Canada's women's team. And Kadisha be Canada. That was the first time I got a bit of a taste of, of what she was all about. Scored her goal, um, which I still think she should be able to score more goals off set pieces, but that's a different game. It's kind of like Rio Ferdinand couldn't score goals off corners, but John Terry could, but both very good defenders. Maybe Buchanan's kind of in that class. I think she could still do better. But anyway, she scored against the U.S. and then she kicked lumps out of Abby Wambach. And like Roger Federer retiring recently and uh, Serena Williams retiring recently, I think it's when they saw the finals and saw how the up-and-comers are just like, you know, Federer's always thought that he could compete to the final. That's why he's always done it. Like he thought he could win. And I think he's seen what's coming up behind him and these young guys. And he's like, at 40, I think that it's gone. I'm done. And Abby Wambach thought the same thing, right? When she first... uh, Oh, she absolutely took her out in the corner. If anybody gets a chance, 2014, May 8th, Canada against the U.S., Kadisha Buchanan. She just absolutely takes her out. And she was just a young teenager. And I was like, said to John Herdman after that game, I'm like, Wow, she's going to be one of the best defenders in the world. And now she's at Chelsea. Fantastic. All right, boys. And um, and is one of the best defenders in the world. Yep, absolutely. Charms. I didn't disagree. I know. <laughs> Wait, you Charms, ain't going to a fight about this? Yeah. About something I couldn't say? The other I'm thing, more excited. Charms, the other thing I was going to say, sorry, <laughs> to, to, to mute your excitement. Uh, the next time we'll be talking about Fubo and uh, Premier League is October. That's the next time there'll be Prem games. So you have two weeks to get your Fubo TV.com at slash footy prime sign up. Get that in in the next two weeks. There you go. There's tons of great Premier League content between now and then on Fubo as well. Um, the Premier League productions does such great, great programming. Always have. So lots of features and interviews there. So, uh, yeah, check it out. All right, everyone. Um, is that it? Anything else you want to add about any of the games or anything more about Kadisha you want to get to, Craig? Well, within two years of that game, she actually was a, a young player of the uh, tournament in the 2015 Women's World Cup and was also Canadian's Player of the Year that year as well. So uh, that's about it. I'd also like to throw out, uh, if anybody has any information for Craig to get to Turkey for a hair transplant, and of course, he, he and Jimmy, they're going under a under the knife for yeah. their conjoined twin operation. Yeah, and if anybody was wondering why Jesse Fleming didn't play today, she was ill, I believe, earlier in the week, so she wasn't quite healthy enough. Craig's now our WSL correspondent, clearly. So I expect that as a regular segment on Philippe <laughs> and the podcast, which this has been. JC, good to see you, mate. 
Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. It really was an eye-opening experience, etc. You'll do yeoman work editing this beauty today, let me tell oh, you. Can't, can't wait. He's been looking for a uh, Siamese twin and attached by a certain orifice. Not an orifice. Mm. Like, like, yeah, like one of those Appendage. finger traps? Or, well, you, yeah, you exactly. Finger traps. <laughs> yeah. Is, that, is that a thing? Chinese yeah. finger trap. <laughs> <laughs> Very yeah. similar to that. Yeah, me and a buddy did that once. Uh, that was that was a long four days. <laughs> <laughs> could have been worse. It could have been Jimmy on the other end. Think yeah, about that way. This would be something good to look at. Oh, Jimmy's hot. <laughs> yeah. He's a good looking man. All right, everyone. Well, we're back uh, on Tuesday, of course. We have a very, very exciting guest who we actually gave it away last week, but we won't this time. We'll tease you if you didn't listen to it last week. But uh, yeah, a guest on interview on Tuesday. You don't want to miss that. Then Wednesday, as per usual, and of course, Friday, we wrap up the week. So I hope you enjoyed that, everyone. It's been Footy Prime, the podcast. Cheers for listening and keep buying newspapers. 